The Sunday Major is back to the USA. America's Card Room is kicking off 2018 with a Texas Hold'em-sized bang that could change your life. Beginning January 7th, America's Card Room is hosting the biggest Sunday Major on the planet with $1,001,000 on the table every week. Yes, $1,001,000 guaranteed. Forget about just one time to change your life. The $1,001,000 guaranteed tournament is happening weekly, all for just $265 a pop. For all the info, check out americascardroom.eu. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 157 on the com podcast, sponsored by americascardroom.com. If you want to get 27% rate back from americascardroom.com, simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the ads or banners on the com website. Follow us on Twitter at oneouter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash oneouter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on oneouter.com website and via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then please email questions at oneouter.com or you can tweet them or post them to me on Facebook. Alex, how are you today? I am doing absolutely splendid, Barry. How are you? <laughs> You're not convincing. No? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sound absolutely stunned by the majesty of life. No? No, no. No? No? Well, that's probably because I just showed up 10 minutes late, and now we're going to do a short episode. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you know what, Barry? I'm feeling kind of philosophical today. You you good with that? Yeah. You good? I want to lose, like, half of our listeners today. Do you think that's a good idea? Well, that'd leave, yeah. us, that'd yeah. leave us with three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some ideas. I just wanted to bounce off you because, okay, first off, you asked me, how are you doing? True answer is, I haven't had a good night's sleep all week. No idea why. Probably had caffeine too close to bedtime or working too hard on something or something stressing me out. To be honest with you, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to put that, like, when I when I was answering you at the beginning of the show... I don't want to answer in any other way besides I am great because I don't see the point in answering any other way. Because if you say everything is going to be okay, generally things will be okay because your mind starts believing it. There, there is scientific research that affirmations work. Now, you're a pretty smart person. I like to bounce ideas off of you. Do you think there's something to that even if you're not feeling amazing just saying i feel great by the way we're getting to no poker talk today or poker questions just letting you know anyway go 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 ahead barry yeah um i think i remember always remember something sticks with me for whatever reason you've just said there um affirmations tony robbins the guy was talking about it and he said i'm not a guy that believes in standing in your garden saying that there are no weeds there are no weeds there are no weeds and like tomorrow the weeds will be gone but, say, but but saying but saying there's no weeds, there's no weeds, and then going well, there is just that I'm gonna go and buy stuff, and so it's it's that positive affirm uh, affirmation, sorry, or like real positive thoughts and um, incantations and meditation, you know, about positivity. Yeah, I, I don't see the downside to that. You know, if you're gonna think things, then think good thoughts. I mean, that's 
you don't need science actually. Common sense should tell you that it's better to think positively than, than negatively. But I think affirmations or positive thoughts, repetitive, combined with action towards uh, the positive uh, outcome, yeah. then uh, yeah, I think I think it's good. I think it, it works. You know, it's like you know, it's like had, it's like me saying, oh, I want to, you know, um, I want a better sleep or I want to lose weight or want to lose weight or whatever. Then doing that every morning, like right, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. And then an hour later, going for a half an hour walk is going to be better than just going, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight, and doing nothing. You know, it's like, so it's as a motivational way and to just keep your positive outlook, which is, is needed because a lot of people are in funks and not depression, like clinical depression, but they're in mild downturns. And honestly, this time of year, I'm not even going to, I usually bore one out our listeners with, like, my backdrop, this little niggle, every little, I mean, if I listened back to episodes, I would be just sounding like a bitch all the time about, like, minuscule stuff, but mm-hmm. what it is, is it's like, there's stuff today happen with our, like, with our uh, place we're staying in, the landlord, etc., like, problem after problem, but he came, and it's all fixed now, but at the time... It's like his mm-hmm. stress is gyrating on me because he's moaning that he's had to do this and, you know, just like he's venting. And then I'm like, well, I've got my own stuff to do. And then my, my brother had problems. He's moving house and he's venting. Like, everyone's venting to each other. And stress is definitely, I'm a huge believer. And I've actually spent time with someone who was clinically, who had clinical depression. Very, like a sharp guy, an old sort of like mentor years ago. And it didn't dawn on me till years later that actually that shit is contagious. You know, it's like people can be real oh, energy yeah. vampires. And that doesn't mean they're bad people or they're meaning to do it. But just hanging <laughs> around with certain people or listening to people uh, a lot is that. So that's why I said at the start of the show to Alex, we do our pleasantries. And I said, yeah, I'm not even going to bore you with it. And really, I'm not this time. I'm not even going to mention the details <laughs> at all because it's just crap, you know. And it's like... A friend of mine recently, he was 49, he, he died uh, two Fridays ago, and I've known, I've known this guy since I was 10 years old, he was like an antiques dealer, he had a stall in one of the markets where I stay, and the last three, four years I've saw him every Sunday at the morning, you know, at the markets, at the car boot sales, looking for stuff, and we always have a great laugh, and the guy's energy is great. I find out he's been living with skin cancer battle for like the last five years, uh, this thing just didn't go away, didn't go away, kept coming back. Eventually, I believe it led to a brain, brain tumour. He was hospitalised and he died last Friday. Um, and he's 49 years old. And at the start of the year, this guy was... And this guy was fit. He played um, football at a decent local amateur level. And mm. every week, you know, he was healthy, etc. At the start of the year, you would never have thought anything. And I saw him start to lose weight, start to lose weight, etc. And now he's gone. So it is an old cliche, but like everyone's so caught up in their bullshit these days that even stuff like that kind of gets just, yeah, you go, God, that's horrible. And then you move on to moaning about shit. And my, what I've really tried to do this year is try and be grateful of all the good stuff. I really focus on stuff like that. Like people think that just happens to other people. You go, oh yeah, that's horrible, but seriously my wi-fi is shit though you know and like i can't i can't do this and oh i've got this i've got I, I've, I've, I've got i've got this appointment and i should have did that and i shouldn't have done this and you're like 
I don't think it really, I don't think people like, it's a blessing that the, for the human condition that people, we all forget we're going to die one day. Uh, mm-hmm. For fleeting moments, you know, like on a day-to-day basis, you know, because like, if you did sit and dwell on that, everything becomes meaningless and irrelevant. Really, it does, right. you know. Right. Um, and it's just like until it happens to you or someone really, really close to you that you care about, and you experience that grief. Like I don't think anybody really knows what life's about until they've had that. And you know, I've had a great auntie die who I was close, who was like another grandmother to me. She died, and, you know, that was a few, about 13 years ago, and I was upset, but I didn't really take it. You know, I was in my 20s, like, out on the piss three, four nights a week. I was, I was just bothered about going out and chasing women and having a good time. And so, and my granddad died when I was, like, 10, 11, so I didn't really know, you know, it's, you're 10 or 11. It's just, like, that, again, it's a blessing on kids. You don't really get it, sort of thing. Um, my gran is like 8 to 8 she's got early onset dementia and she doesn't get out of the house and that. So, and this is a woman who I spent every Saturday night staying at her house from the age of like 10 to like 15, 16 you know it was like very big person in my life and that's the first time I saw like a deterioration in someone over a period of years and that's tough I'd say that's one of the toughest things like you start seeing a deterioration. It's not just like someone passes away like unexpected and it's like a shock. And you actually see life for what it is and it like decaying before for without getting like right into it and depressing people just before Christmas. This is the cheery Christmas <laughs> episode, you know. Uh, we'll save this one to put out on Christmas Eve. Um, but it's like it's true. I think when when you actually stop for a moment and stop moaning about your appointments, your business. You're this, you're that, how people like, you know, how Alex's train was delayed or how my landlord's coming up and taking ages to sort. If you just let all that wash over you and look at life for what it is, it is so short. And it's like, even if you're, even if you're guaranteed you're, or you're expected you're 85, 90 years, like God, God hope that, any, that everyone listening and we get that or whatever, you know, you, you get to 80 or 85 or something and you've had decent-ish health and you've made it that far and then you go in the night or whatever that's the best you can hope for you know that's taking out any like disease or whatever can happen or accidents or freak things you know and it's like it's even short at 85 you know yeah and like i said i said to my gran i was like you know i feel old at 34 and you know i said you're 54 years older than me gran and does it do you remember when you were 34 and like what's your perspective do you do you think god that's just went in the blink of an eye or has it seemed 54 years you know has it been long you know what's the sort of um like sort of the way you experience that you know like the time passing and she said something to me it was just like really poignant and like weird she just went uh no you just sort of like look and go god is, is that the time already you know and it's, it's true. It's like one day you're going to go, shit, that, this, you know, we're now on, it's any sort of like year is a bonus now sort of thing. And yeah. I think life, I think the true secret to like happiness or contentness or success or whatever you want to call it, balance, I think it's really having that knowing and underlying knowledge that this isn't forever and nobody knows whatever your beliefs are nothing's guaranteed after this after this might be worse you know so 
Like yep. you've, you've got to you've got to enjoy every moment you can, and try and just do good to people and who's in your circle and who's in your life, and try and it's hard. It's hard because to quote the Sopranos, like Tony, so it's like regular life has a way of kicking that out of you sometimes, and that's the, that's the struggle, you know. It's uh, and and everyone's got different struggles, you know. Our struggle is nothing compared to someone who's unemployed and homeless in mainland China or Africa or living on a dollar a day or, you know, it's, it's, everyone's got their shit and to them it's the most important thing in the world. But I think you've got to put things in perspective and you've got to be grateful for what you got and try and see the good. And uh, was it Churchill said, when you're going through hell, just keep on going, you know, and that's, the, that's the quote. So anyway, that's my rant done. Alex can, you know, we're uh, okay. Here's the thing, guys. I showed up late from my train. I decided we're gonna do the first shorter episode in four years because I think we've always hit sixty minutes every time. And I've gotten a bunch of emails saying people people saying like, "Hey, I want the I want the football coach Alex Fitzgerald. I want the locker room talk." And sometimes the questions don't really provide for that. So we're going to do it a little off the cuff here. And a lot of these are going to be questions that have come up in my lessons. Because the truth is, Barry, 80% of my clients deal with anxiety, stress, depression. 80% of my clients do. And if you don't have those things under control, you are not going to become the player that you could become. And they're... There's so many things during your rant that really resonated with me. First off, at at some point you were talking about people complaining all the time. I've gotten to the point where, to me, it's just, I, I believe consciousness is painful. I do believe we're not really, if you look at the mathematics, we're not supposed to be here. We're... There was this big story recently that all these scientists came together and discussed they were having a great problem because they, it just seems the universe should not be. Mm. It shouldn't be here. So you think about it, the fact we're here is quite unnatural. And the fact that we have the combustion engine and Mozart and Edgar Allan Poe makes it even more preposterous, if you think about it. And when I'm on the subway, I'm listening to people talk about their... Uh, they're firms that are really uh, driving them into the ground. When I'm at the gym, I'm listening to trainers talk about, like, yeah, I'm, you know, i got to put a bunch of hours in, and I'm ho- hoping I can scale back at some point. When you watch a documentary, you see pop singers saying, like, yeah, i gotta be, I got to be in uh, Hong Kong tomorrow, and right now uh, we need to make this connecting flight out of St. Louis, and I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, and I'm literally going to show up there in two hours and 45 minutes later, I'm going to be up on stage, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to sleep on the plane. And it's just occurring to me, everybody on this earth needs to work. Because if you don't work, you're chewing on yourself. There is, If you've ever been out of work for a few weeks, you know how that can be when you have every resume in, you have the house cleaned, and it, if you're the type of person to clean the house, I'm looking at you, Barry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Slightly. Thankfully, I've got mild OCD, and it does make me not live in total squalor. You know, I can. That's good. That's I sort good. It out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 
And if you're not doing anything, you chew on yourself, right? And I feel as if at this point, I'm listening to all the monkeys around me talk about the pains of climbing up a tree. But at the same time, the monkey needs to climb up the tree in order to get the fruit or whatever it lives off of. Like, it's just a matter of nature. Mm -hmm. the, we're, we're just, this is existence. We're going to be stressed. If we're not stressed, it's not going to do much of anything. And then you, something you something you said really resonated with me. It's uh, action is everything. Yeah, action is everything. I really, as I get older, there's a couple groups I start liking a lot more, and that's I really like Russians because they'll tell you exactly what they're thinking and they really don't care what it sounds like, and if there's nothing to be said, they don't say anything. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of New Yorkers are really like that, and it's just it, a, a lot of the people that are in my gym, uh, there, there's a coffee shop I go to all the time. It's primarily an African-American uh, uh, staff. And if they have nothing to say, they don't say anything. But when they talk, you listen. And if they have interesting things to say. Whereas then I turn on Facebook and it's as if everybody on earth is together to write the National Enquirer. And uh, you don't even know. A tabloid. Yeah, I know like, the National Enquirer. Yeah. Okay, okay, great. It is as if everybody is getting together to write a tabloid. And my question is always, what are you doing? There is no one in the history of mankind. Not Think of what I'm about to say. There's not one person who's ever thought anything that we even know about. There's no person who has thought of anything who we know about or care about. Because action is everything. Everything else is Bullshit. I don't normally cuss on this show, but I want to say that because every it is just garbage. Mm -hmm. It's just and I, I feel like all we do is talk now. Everybody talks as if that means something. And that drives me insane because we talked about this on the show, like everybody's so complaining about inequality. Oh, everything is so unequal. Oh, people don't have rights. People don't do anything. And it's like, well, there's 150 million people enslaved on earth. Are you an abolitionist? Do you contribute to abolitionist causes? Have you gone overseas to do something about it? Or do you just talk? Do you just talk? Which, by the way, if I sit in the middle of Times Square with my thumb up my ass, I'm getting the exact same amount of things done as you do. You just want to look sensitive. You just want a virtue signal. You just want people to see you. You want that recognition, and you're doing nothing for it. And that, that, that bothers me on a really fundamental level. And everybody, if there's one stereotype about Americans that's true, is people talk so much here and do nothing. Like, just nothing. Right? They're not... Everybody on Facebook complaining 
about Donald Trump, I'll bet you 80% of them didn't vote. I'll bet you a really good part of them did not vote. Mm -hmm. A super huge group of them did not vote. And then they want to complain. And then they want to complain, well, I didn't really have a good candidate to vote for. Well, okay, then you let him in by proxy. Furthermore, there's just... This is what really bothers me, Barry. We just had a tax bill passed in the United States. Since I have been a child, they have passed just tons of tax bills. Mm-hmm. Every every once, there's taxes all the time. They change taxes all the time. It's always to rob you. The government is the least inefficient vehicle on earth. They always are taking more money. They, if they're not getting it from your car tabs, they're getting it from the sales tax. If they're not getting it from the sales tax, they're getting it from the property tax. If they're not getting it from the property tax, they're getting it from the estate tax. If they're not getting it from your state income tax, they're getting it from your uh, federal income tax. They always need more money. That's all I know. But here's my bottom line. This is still the United States. This is still a great place to live. I'm getting robbed. I don't care. This country is a pretty damn good country most of the time. If you need help, there's a lot of people in this country that will help. Therefore, the money isn't that bad, right? Just pay them what they want and be done with it, okay? If you want to do something about it, go to your city council meeting, have a talk, put together something, right? Discuss it, read a few books about fiscal policy, educate yourself, Get, be a part of a political party, party, do something, right? Nobody does anything. And then when a tax bill gets passed, as everybody knew was going to happen, we had a, I, I'm not making this up, Barry, we had a political candidate literally call it the, an up, they called it, I can't, I'm stuttering as I say this, I can't believe this. She called it the apocalypse. She referred to a tax bill as the apocalypse. Mm. I'm not making this up. So you think about it. A tax bill, which is going to raise taxes on some people, usually in very liberal... Like, uh, it, it got rid of one tax that it, tax write-off that's really bad for some people. Other people, it helps, right? It's No matter where you are in the United States, you're paying too much in taxes, right? But they called it the apocalypse. And there's just a whole lot of doing nothing. There's a whole lot. If you wanted to have prevented that, your move was two years ago. Your move, your move was a year and nine months ago. It wasn't today complaining about something you don't quite understand that you haven't read a dissenting view about, calling it the apocalypse because someone in your party called it the apocalypse demonizing the other side, which is half the people in your country, and then six days later being worried about another thing. And, like, they don't even remember. They don't even remember any of it. Mm -hmm. Like, they just don't remember any of it. Like, in another ten days, it's gone. Like, it's just gone. Nobody cares about it. They don't even realize they contradict each other from week to week. Remember when everybody was taking a knee? to protest police brutality. And then the next week was the Vegas shooter. And what was the message then? Only police should have guns. Wait, what? 
I thought the police were racist. Yes, and only they should have guns. I'm going to walk out on a moment of silence because only the police should have guns because they're racist. What? I don't, I don't get it, and I'm not saying... By the way, guys, because I always get a ton of angry emails whenever I get on these spiels. Notice I have not taken a position this entire time. There has not been one position taken. So if you're offended right now, you're part of the problem. You're finding things to be offended of. I have not taken one position. One. I'm just saying everybody contradicts themselves. And it's a whole lot of talking. Just talking. And if you want to talk about Let's bring this to poker. We'll do some poker talk now. Everybody always asks me, how do I become a professional poker player? You know how I became a professional poker player? I became a professional poker player. I decided one day, I'm done talking, I'm doing it. And that was it. It would have been much easier not to be walking around my high school for three years with a poker book in my hands all day, every day, knowing if I lost at any poker game in that state, I would get made fun of because I was the poker guy. I was the nerd. I was the guy who was going for it. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about I wanted to do it, but we'll see. I didn't say, I, did, I didn't say maybe it could happen, but you know what, I'm just, I had the gall to try. It's much harder to go all out and then fall flat on your ass. You know why people like talking? Because it's easy. Because there's no investment. I care about this. Who cares? You care. I care about a lot of things. Doesn't mean it helps anyone. Doesn't mean it does anything. Half the time... I'm just, I'm realizing the older I get, the more I realize I talked too much when I was younger, and I realize I don't listen to people, Barry. I realize I get disgusted with myself. By the way, just so you guys know, when there's an, I think it's a Russian phrase, because again, okay, now I have a crush on Russians. It's like, show me what you hate, and I'll show you who you are. These are things I hated about myself, Right? I realized one day I'm not listening to other people. I'm waiting for my turn to speak. I am being profoundly narcissistic. I am waiting to say something myself, right? Because I want my thoughts to be recognized as intelligent. And that is so... And I, I hated that about myself, right? And I look around, and that's all we do now. And that's it's just all we do. We don't even listen to each other. You don't have to like the other person. You just have to listen to them. You have to talk with them. And the more people are divided, the more you get nothing done. You get nothing ever gets done. They can just do whatever they want. They can just do whatever they want, right? And it, it, we just alienate each other. It, to take... Action, I also had another thought, Barry. There is right action, but there's seldom wrong action. 
How many times when you've been busy all day, every day, getting it cracking, moving weight, I'm <laughs> not moving weight, moving paper, <laughs> to try it. I would, okay, they had, they had uh, somebody had a boombox on on the Newark uh, uh, subway, so I apologize about that. But no, like moving your weight around. There you go, pushing your weight around. I can't, I can't. Like, how many times have you done that and not had a good result? Have you ever had that happen? Just sober living, getting to work, getting in there, doing something. Has it? Have you ever done that and had nothing happen? No, not, not that I can remember or think of. Yeah, exactly. Me neither. And by the way, if you want to talk about an inefficient worker, I am, I am the Muhammad Ali of inefficient work. I am the hardest worker in poker over the last 10 years, and I have little to nothing to show for it, okay? You want to talk about inefficiency. And even myself, and you want to talk about a slow learner, oh, my God, Barry, you could not do better than me, right? I have looked at the same things 2,000 times, literally, before I went, oh, hey, check that out. Oh, my God, this means that. Oh, look at that. And then I tell you guys on this show, and you guys go, he's really smart. That's not true at all. You guys didn't see the seven years of me looking at the same readout and not knowing what it meant. Looking at the same hand again and again and not knowing what it meant. Having a book sit on the side of my bed, my desk, and not reading it until I finally did. Went, oh, my God, I wish I knew this six years ago. Yeah. But the difference between me... And most other guys, because now I have, I, I have a living, I, I, I am doing fine, right? I have an upper middle class, up, I, I have an upper middle class upbringing, I have an upper middle class living, I have a good situation, I have a great consultancy, I guess you would call it, I, I love my no limit game, I'm very happy about where I am in life, and it's all because there, I don't think there's wrong action, you must act is the big thing. You must, even if it's just hitting your head against the wall, you have to show up every day and you have to study for four hours. If, if you study for two to four hours every day, something has to happen. Something has to happen at some point, right? If you study every day, play every day, something has to happen. If you read everything, about the game, and then read it again, something has to happen. And there, there's no wrong action, but there is right action. And the right action is usually massive. If you can think of the thing that scares you the most, and just go and do it, if you keep doing it, something has to happen, right? It's the difference between you see a girl at work, you've always thought she, or not at work, whatever, you, you think a girl is cute, right? There's two types of guys in this world. There's the guy that looks at her for three months, psychs himself out, and then gets pissed off when she's with another guy because he never took his shot in three months. And the other guy just goes up there, and if he fails 90% of the time, it doesn't matter because one time out of ten, he's going to talk to a girl he's really into and things are going to click. You've got to be one guy or the other. But I have no, there's so many people that just talk. Like, 
I wish I could go up to that girl. I wish I could do that. I wish I could tell my boss, boss I deserved a raise. I wish I spoke up in that meeting. I wish I booked a lesson with that guy who I thought was really good at pot lemon Omaha and I tr- wanted to transfer into that game. I wish I had done that. And it's just go out there and fail. Just fail. You want to get it right? Get it wrong first. Get it. You have to have the gall to even get it wrong. <sighs> Barry, I have too many damn thoughts these days. And you were, you know what, to get it onto more of a Christmassy theme, at the end of life, do you even have, like, your money? It's all the memories. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. You were talking about, you, you were talking about with her, she doesn't even know where the time went, right? Yeah. She just doesn't, she, you're, she doesn't know where the time went. Do you, Barry, like, if you died tonight, would you be content that you lived enough? Probably not. I could have done more, but I've done a ton of stuff and, you know, really yeah, exactly. taken risks sure. and that. But then I have, so, in other points and parts, I've went, you know, nah, maybe not done this or that. So everyone's got regrets, you know, everyone's got regrets. Things they either did or that they regret or things they didn't do that they regret not doing. But, yeah, I think it's just keep coming back and centering yourself and just moving forward and... As you say, it's action. It really is taking action. I mean, it, the amount of people... To, to be fair, like, to even turn it to this podcast, I started this podcast as a way to speak to poker players as to sort of get free lessons or uh, pick their brains for free, you know, in an interview with questions that I dictated or things that I thought at the time I wanted to know about. And I just started the site, and I built it with a WordPress theme that is still the same WordPress theme to this day. And... People say, you know, you should maybe go and do this or change that. And I'm like, I'm not a web designer. I don't pretend to be and I don't want to be. And if I had waited around on learning to do it myself, I would never have done it. Or if I waited or if I waited to or I had enough money to pay someone to like build some site which would be screwed over by some web design company. You know, they probably charge me like five grand to do even what I've done myself. You know, like, there you go. I wouldn't have done it. So I just started it and got, you know, and just learned as you do. Learn as you're going sort of thing. And winged it for, you know, the other phrase. It's like, I just started it, started getting people. And then once one interview, you can then go... When I approached Phil Helmuth, I get him, and then once he's on, it's like, oh, I've had so I've had Jungle Man and Phil Helmuth on the show. It starts to give a little bit, and then I could pretty much I could have got anyone, you know, and I still could get who I want, but I don't want to do that anymore. We, you know, the show's changed just now. It's Alex, uh, people sending in questions and doing that, and I keep it going because I can manage it, and it's easy for me. I've got it down to. We joke about like me doing it on the old laptop with the old software, that's working and that's what's doing it. If I immediately went, right, I'm scrapping this old laptop, I'm going away to do another system or I'm going to scrap this and do that, that is not, the, the results that I would get are not proportionate to the effort that it would take for me to just keep ticking over on this, the way we're doing it, recording it, bang, it's out on a Thursday night, recording it out. We do a show every week and we have done for the last, what, Two and a half, three years, something like that. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't happen if there was more production. If there was edits out of every little mm or ah or silence or 
when I don't laugh at Alex's jokes or when he doesn't laugh at mine's or something. It's like, this is raw and it's out and it's done. Whereas that, I think that's the thing and it's still going. The amount of podcasts I used to listen to with like bigger production and all this, they're dead. A lot of them aren't still going, you know? So you've got to just do it in action and as you say, and just keep doing it and keep putting it out and whether it's a podcast you want to start or do another one or whether it's poker as well, you know, if you stop uh, like too many beats or you can't handle the variance, you stop. You could have just been about to go on the biggest upswing of your life. You'll never know because you stopped or yeah. you didn't take action. And I'm not saying persevere. Again, it's it's methodical action as much as possible. But as Alex said, any action's better than inaction, really, 99% of the time, you know? Yeah, and the other... Uh, to take it to Tim Ferriss and Seneca, there it, one one of the things. Well, it, it, uh, I forgot the exact quote, but it, it's uh, you have to aim for a goal which you don't know if you want to achieve because it's so massive, right? And then it, it, right after he said that, he said something where. You have to live your life in a way where if you passed away on any night, you would be fine. And I think that means coming to terms with your regrets. And I do have regrets, but they've kind of phased out because I realized pretty much any shot I wanted to take, I took. There's most of them, like nine times out of ten, I took the shot. And the only thing I regret is when I didn't take it. And yeah, like I, I lost a lot of money in different things, uh, but I learned a lot. And when I was running businesses in Costa Rica, after all those lessons, I said, "Don't do this, don't do that," because I screwed up with this last time. And the thing, we were making money and we were doing fine because I had a lot of experience, and I got that before I was thirty. And as far as this podcast, people, there's two things you got to do in life: you have to show up. And then you have to deliver. There's two, there, there's two different things. Most people don't even show up. 99% of people do not even show up. You showed up for this podcast, Barry. You put it together. You realized what was going to be more important was the quality of the interviews. That mm-hmm. is delivering, right? You showed up and you delivered. And we deliver every week. We show up. And we kill ourselves on these, right? And it's not about the audio quality. It's about do you deliver? In every, I have, there is no one who has as many students as me, personal students as me, when it comes to poker training. It's probable I've taught more people about tournament poker than anyone on earth. That is really probable. Maybe Jonathan Littlemore, right? If we're doing book sales. Or something like that. Maybe Jonathan Littlemore, right? And all of that is because every day I show up and then I deliver. It doesn't matter. Going back to the beginning of the show, I was thinking, well, remember at the beginning of the show you were like, you don't sound like it. And I realized I was honestly ashamed because it was like, oh, I let my sarcasm through. I should have just delivered, right? And like, I'm happy to be here because honestly there is no other option you must deliver you must deliver if you don't deliver it doesn't happen 
It never happens. That's all. I get into this conversation a hundred times with my students, Barry, which is mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at another one of their hand histories where they half-ass something. I'll go like, Nate, when is it going to happen? You're 33 right now. It didn't happen when you were 29. It didn't happen when you were 26. It didn't happen when you were 22. When is it going to happen? When are you going to show up and deliver? When are you going to give me something someday? Because this half-assing it isn't cutting it for me. And I don't know. It pisses me off to watch. Mm -hmm. It pisses me off to watch for one hour. How do you live with yourself? How do you know you compromised? I don't know how you look yourself in the mirror as a guy knowing you compromised. I know, actually, I know how that feels. It's the worst feeling on earth. It is the worst feeling on earth. And all you're left with at the end are the memories. And you know what some of my best memories are, Barry? Are taking a shot and failing. Mm-hmm. Taking, like, I, that was, uh, when I choked in front of, like, 300 people during a rap battle, that was a real life experience. When I flamed out at EPT San Ramo final table, that's an experience. How many people have that experience? Getting to their biggest final table and just flaming out and being in a rage. And then like they did an interview with me and I called one of the guys at the table a monkey. Right? It was just like, <laughs> this guy can't play for, you know, a tall... I'm not even gonna... You know, it was a... Uh, it, it was like it wasn't, by, by the way, it was an all-white final table, okay, guys, in case anybody's getting really <laughs> indignant. No, I said they were just slinging chips like like poo, right? And, uh, <laughs> no, like, they, but uh, it, it, it was, uh, it was just, it, it, like, how many people have that experience, right? And, like, of just trying and failing. And, like, just trying and failing. Because most people have nothing. It's this milk toast life that never turns anything. I have, like, all these video games, like, next to my computer, and I just never get to them. You know what I mean? I just never do anything with them because it's just nothing. It's just not life. It's not life, and that's most people's lives. Most people's lives are just nothing. Some of the best experiences you'll ever have are trying and failing. Trying and failing at something. Because when you do succeed, it's the best feeling on earth because you know what failure feels like. But if you have, like, no, no downside, no upside, it's just nothing, right? It's just nothing. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, uh, it, 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 yeah, I, I can't, I don't know. I it's can't. people that die at, like, you know, it says... A lot of people are dead, they're just not in the graveyard yet, you know, it's yeah. like they're sort of, they give up in their 20s and that's it, they're on the carousel now until, until death when they've, no, and then they'll look back, people, that's what it is, people live their lives like they're going to live forever. Right, and it's bizarre, right? It's they just really think like, I'll do it, maybe like, I'll get this secure or I'll get that, and then before they know it, they wake up, they're 55 and it's like, well, now it really is too late to do that. But even then, it's not too late, depending on what you want to do. Especially, I, 
I guarantee you there's 50-year-olds out there who have never played poker in their life, or maybe they've played recreationally, that they could go out and if they really set their mind to it and their dedication and they put the work in studying and got coaching off of someone like you or Jonathan Little or, you know, someone of that ilk, um, within a couple of years they could be crushing somewhere and be better than a lot of uh, so-called professionals that are in their 20s. Like, definitely. It's done before. It's... Well, by the way, some of my... Some of the things I treasure most in my life was sitting here with a cup of coffee going over my ideas with poker and coming up with page 4039 in my playbook and finally having a breakthrough. Like, the the hard work is rewarding. If you can do it at 50 or 60, and yeah, people act like they're going to live forever. To tell you guys the personal story, which... I don't know, is a, is a little bit more revealing than I wanted, I, I want to be. But, well, I, I had this with my girlfriend, which was after my divorce, I found out my girlfriend was single, right? And I did not want to date for like three years. I was just like, I am burned out. I am tired. I want to go to Bullhead City, Arizona. I want to sit on my ass. And I want to play with my dogs, and I want to play video games, and then I'll teach, right? And I'm going to hang out. I didn't want to go anymore. I was done. I was tired. I was burnt. Like, (laughs) I cannot tell you how expensive that divorce was. I cannot tell you how draining it was, right? And and it just occurred to me, this chick is not going to be single forever, this is a beautiful woman who's educated. And it, it occurred to me, like, you're not... You could be hit by a bus tomorrow, dude. Like, you could go to Arizona, crap out for six months, go outside and get hit by a bus, and that's how the story ends, mm-hmm. right? He got divorced, he retreated to Arizona, he got hit by a bus. That The oh. end. Oh. And I was just thinking... That is such a garbage way to go, right? And even though I didn't want to, I I dragged my ass out of my little hole and was like, you've got to go see this trainer today. Because it's not even your body is kind of flaccid. Your mind is flaccid, right? You have no strength anymore, no vigor. You've given up. And it, and it, it was like, you don't feel like dating, but this is a great girl. Why don't you just go all out? And if nothing works out, at least she'll have had the experience of a gentleman trying to court her, right? Of buying her flowers, taking her for a nice meal, and she got to catch up with a friend. If nothing else, you'll have nothing to be ashamed, right? And if it turns out you're too burned out and you can't do it, fine, right? Just be a gentleman the entire time. Be polite, right? I even took it as far as at the beginning, for those of you who don't know, I cuss every five seconds when I'm not on the show, right? I even took it as far as, like, I didn't cuss around her because I wanted to treat her like a lady because I wanted there to be no regrets if things didn't work out. And when I went to the gym, I told myself, just go again, just go one more time. You can crap out at any point, right? But just give me one more. Just give me one more. Just give me one more, right? And just... And eventually, you don't realize it, but three months later, like, everything is just ripping and roaring, and you feel amazing. I feel like I didn't miss a beat. 
I'm just back, right? I feel good. I feel, I feel together. I feel happy. But it was so painful at the beginning because your mind wants to give up. Your mind is done. And you have to... You're, you're, something you just said really resonated with me. People act like they're going to live forever. But what really got me to enjoy my life was the thought I could die. I could get... At any time, God can take your life. At any time. I really do believe that. At any time, you could be... It could all end. At any time. People get brain aneurysms all the time, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They're just like walking, grabbing their tea, and they're, it's over. Yeah. People, and people don't recognize that this day could be your the end. This could be it. And you can, one day... Yeah. Sorry, one day I was dwelling on this. This is my state of mind. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was dwelling on that, and I said, one day, if you thought that, like, today could be the last day, today, if you thought that every day for the rest of your life, one day you'll be right. You know, it'll be like, <laughs> you, you'll go, God, um, today could be the day. And it is. You know, if you said that every day, then one day eventually you will be right, and it will be the end. And that is scary and also empowering. It should be. It should just be like, let's put things in perspective here. Let's, you know, um, do well and enjoy I, it and, and, try, and have, try and have a little bit. With something so heavy, uh, try and get a little bit of lightness into your day-to-day life because of it, you know? It, it does bring a lot in. And I've never, ever regretted taking the shot. I have never... Ever we got to eat with the greatest failure of my life, my divorce. I uh, I look back and like a lot of good came of it, right? Like a lot of good came out of that experience, right? Come on, that San Remo blow up was bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a new ghetto, you know. It's like getting a new ghetto is easier than final table in an EPT again. <laughs> like, right, right. Well, it was, uh, but I. I have never regretted taking a shot. I've never regretted it, right? And if you live each day, you know, I don't like live each day like it could be your last because then it sounds like the optimal Earth would be one that has been invaded by zombies, but you should live each day as if it should matter. You should live each day as if it should matter because you're not going to live forever. You're just not. And I think we should end on that note because my student is waiting. Yeah, and I gotta no, go. A, I gotta show up and deliver today, Barry. It's, it's a good note to live it on, and don't take that as like, oh, every day could be your last, so just go out and be like disrespectful to people. And I think you need to, you know, like people say, oh, if this plane was going down, I would just do whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> grab an air stewardess, you know, yeah. sort of thing. And it's like, no, you gotta like try and be gentle to people and be good. And everyone, everyone's dealing with this. Uh, situation that we find ourselves in which is life and consciousness as alex said and if you can just be try and be good i know it's hard sometimes in the moment but always go back to that place of being grateful and yeah just uh be well and if this is the last episode you listen to because you want to enjoy christmas this one's out on the 14th of december and 10 days oh 11 days before christmas day um, just um, have a great holiday and come back in the new year and uh, we'll be back to poker questions and stuff anyway but um, and we do know that a lot of the listeners do like the, the rant, not so much rants I think that's being derogatory to Alex and myself actually they're, they're more 
let's call them musings or thoughts, you know, and mm. re- reflections. Uh, yeah. There used to be a little show on, uh, like, for five minutes every night on Scottish TV, local STV. It'd be called Reflections, and it'd be some religious minister or, I don't know, someone from the church, and they'd tell a little parable or story or something. And, of course, that's gone now because it probably offends someone. Yeah. Um, but that's gone. But yeah, let's. Let, they're reflections. Uh, reflections with Alex, you know. So right. Uh, right, Alex. How can people get in touch with you if they want to show up and get coaching? Uh, yeah, this was this was all a sales pitch. Um, no. Uh, how, how can how can people get in touch if they want to get webinars, coaching, etc., etc. Write me at Alex at pokerheadrush.com if you want to talk to me about private coaching and. Uh, Tweet me at the assassinato uh, if, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter. Sorry, I'm just cracking up now. Sign up for my newsletter at pokerheadrush.com. Yes, that's uh, on the is my blog, but on the top right you can sign up for the newsletter. And uh, yeah, I get free stuff from you all the time. All right. Yeah. Sound good. And if, yeah, and if, if you want to make a PayPal donation, then please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, right, okay. Um, right, that's all we got time for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We do like to mix it up. Uh, no, no questions this week, but I'm sure you'll get something out of that. And even if it's a morsel, then it's been good. And me and Alex feel good because we showed up and we put something out today and it's done. So we can now go and do something uh, a bit more relaxing while Alex is away to teach. But um, yeah. yeah, and feel good about ourselves. Okay, thanks for listening. Keep your questions coming in for our next show questions at oneouter.com and we will get them read out um, Alex, thanks for joining us sharing, etc and I hope you have a good week and we'll talk next Thursday alright man, sounds good cheers Cheers. the Sunday Major is back to the USA America's Card Room is kicking off 2018 with a Texas Hold'em sized bang that could change your life Beginning January 7th, America's Card Room is hosting the biggest Sunday major on the planet with $1 million on the table every week. Yes, $1 million guaranteed. Forget about just one time to change your life. The $1 million guaranteed tournament is happening weekly, all for just $265 a pop. For all the info, check out americascardroom.eu.